Okay, Boker Tov. Good morning. Um, <coughs> so we're talking about uh, loving, uh, love, loving Hashem. So we discussed last week what the, what, what the, the proper uh, Hashkafa, what it really means to love Hashem is. And it says as follows now. He can call Echad vi Echad the more the more Hashem helps us, the more we have to love Hashem. And by the way, this doesn't just mean immaterial success. It means it's spiritual. You know, if you get a Jewish education, you have you have ability to learn Torah. You had parents or grandparents who taught you something. You have to love Hashem more. You know better. You know, a kid has a father doesn't know anything about it, then obviously they should look around the world and figure out who their father is. <laughs> but, but if somebody knows better, somebody is blessed and endowed, you have to learn more. So it applies to the physical world, the material world, and certainly the spiritual world. Shana, that's, a, that's a good analogy. I like that. that. He doesn't know who his father is. I mean... Everybody has a father. They may not know. Right, yeah, exactly. No, right, you should question where everything is coming from. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. or you think about it. Like, again, you have many people, the average, uh, the average person believes in God when you speak to them. They just don't think about it. <laughs> they just don't, they don't put one plus one equals two. So you speak to a person, do you believe in Hashem? Yeah, I believe in God. I believe there's a higher power. And, like, and so, therefore, what? How does it affect your life? None. Right. It's, it's, it's astounding. I mean, it's literally astounding. Um, I mean, so, 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 and, and, and particularly for the Jewish people, we have the greatest gift in the world. We are billionaires, much more than billionaires. Everyone in this room is out much more wealthier than Bezos. I, I'm not just talking about. Uh, you know, we have nicer families. We're much wealthier. The person looks at, at Mr. Bezos. I think he's, he's now the, the wealthiest person in the United States. Right? I think he's he surpassed Mr. Gates. Uh, so we're much wealthier. Is for a finite world, he has some, a, a little bit more toys. But I'm going to work at the bank if I present that. In, 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 you know, you should know. Not, not this bank. bank it, it's just like if you can like, cash in chakras this morning for the, for its value. Um, I'm going to tell Miguel it's that they don't have high enough bills for it. Uh, but it happens to be, jokes aside, when a person asks for his reward in this world, you, it's like exchanging a, a billion dollar bond for a quarter. Like, you know, you imagine the bond could be worth a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and you give it in for a quarter. And you can't take anything in the physical world. The exchange rate is, is terrible, you know. Um, but Hashem gave us Torah's emes, a, a, a Torah of truth. Who commits mitzvot tovim? Latovish she gamal mi shenoisel al koyach uvriat zechos masik v'yishev ashekev ashal avos hashem yisparch shmo. And a person who has the ability to, you know, some people have jobs. They work crazy hours. They have no ability to breathe. You know, people they're working fourteen, fifteen hours. Like today, I really when when you learn today um, uh, about what we do, I mean, anyone who learns what went on in the industrial revolution. You know, it's you know when you talk about European Jewry, uh, all of the problems in the 19th century. So the largest problem in the 19th century for European Jews was anti-Semitism by far. I mean, just the the laws, the culture, 
the dangers that were there. But it was not just that. The Industrial Revolution, you know, when you, when you were blocked from any parnasas, if you're working 18 hours a day from a very young age, 16 hours a day in, in terrible conditions, right, without any, you know, uh, you know, once upon a time, unions had a very good place, right? There, there was a, like when I look today at these politics with these flyers and smears, like they're disgusting, you know, they've lost a lot of your, their usage unions, but once upon a time, if you were a worker, they worked you to, 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 to you died in sub, substandard conditions. It was terrible. Right? Do you think you could serve God so easy like that? You know, do you think anyone could, you could, you could have a spiritual life if you're working in, in, in a mine somewhere for 14 hours a day breathing in garbage or in a factory where there's smelting and the, and the fumes and they pay you very little and you, you're expendable because other people will take your job? Okay, that's terrible. That's very difficult. So if you're in those kind of surroundings, much harder to serve Hashem. And of course, when they came to America, Jews, you know, again, just you know, when you learn Jewish history, by the way, I mean, seriously, you, you, you understand the world a million times. You understand who you, where you come from a million times better. But when you look at you know, in America, the top two reasons Jews got lost was first and foremost education. The, the, the kids, there was no educational system here for them. So the average kid of, of a traditional Jew coming from Poland or from Russia or from Romania put their kids into public school, which is a spiritual death sentence. But weren't there yeshivas like, you know, uh, uh, let's see, one like that, like Yaakov Yosef, things like that? And 1880, 1890, 1900. By, by 1920, the Torah Vadas and RJJ started. That was decades before they had Talmud Torahs, which meant they went to public school, learning to be an American, and for two afternoons or three afternoons a week after public school, they went to this you know, thing which, where they had a European teacher who had so no money. There was nothing up to this. No. no I mean, which is it's Chaim, but even then, there was two or three. For million, there's four million Jews that came from 1880 to 1920. So the number one reason is that the kids had no education. Um, the number two reason is that you had to work on Saturday, right? The, the, the pressures for an immigrant population to, that had no money, no, no, nothing to fall back on. Right? You have no. That's like they had today. People have parents have money. There's community money. There's nothing like that then. And all the jobs are saying you don't come on Saturday, you don't get a job. Right? Those kind of pressures. And again, there were B'nai Tzayra, Yuri Shemaim, who overcame all of this. Uh, but it was overwhelming. And unfortunately, you meet today, you know, listen, I was just in somebody's apartment. I was cashing it last week. He shows me pictures of his, his great-grandparents. You know, his father's family is not Jewish, but his mother's family was Jewish. The great-grandparents shows me pictures. They look like they could have been, you know, Tuvia and Fiddler in the Roof. You know, with the beard and the hat and the and like, what happened to them when they came to America? You know, they came here as pious Jews, and within two generations, their kids were reformed with nothing. It wasn't intellectually. It's not like they they learned oh the Tzedish Nesemis. That did not happen. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of these cases were not like that. It was education. And the pressures of working on. Well, what's the story about people throwing their tefillin off the? Is that true? It's apocryphal. It was. It's That's a metaphor. It's a metaphor oh, I see. for what happened to people. Oh, I see. It's a, that never happened. Actually, in, even Howe's Irving Howe. I don't read Irving Howe's World of Our Fathers. Mm-hmm. 
You know the book, right? That was an old book. He was a he was like a I think it was a journalist for the for the Ford, even like the Morgan Journal, the old not the Morgan Journal, the, the old Ford. He's not, but he himself says it was just a metaphor really for 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 what it was like to come to America. Uh-huh. Essentially, when you came to America, that's how people talked. You were throwing your tefillin off as you pulled up to Ellis Island because you were coming to a world where the expectation was going to learn you were going to learn on Shabbos, and your kids were going to go to public school. Right, you know, and that double combination would 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 secularize anyone, and you know, and if you were working as a seamstress in the Lower East Side, the hours were crazy, right? You didn't have time, so you know, so certainly if you have time, like today's job, as a person need catch, I work a twelve-hour job, and I and I work on Sundays. Anyone have to work on Sundays today? You know, they also they had Sunday laws in those days. You know, they, it was until until nineteen fifties. There were Sunday laws in this country, which meant you couldn't work on Sunday, so these companies all worked on Saturday. Right? So the only day you ever got, got off was Sunday. These were pressures that were there. Well, Rosh Hashem, we don't have this. If we have Torah and we have the ability to do it, right, to be so thankful. Right? Or what do we say? What do we say? Anyone to the prayers? Who's that? Give me your Gemara over there. It's beautiful. Every Gemara, Hebrew, English, we all have. A prayer before study, prayer after study. It's actually this prayer before study, and this prayer after study. So it's a it's a Gemara Mefresh. It's an explicit Gemara and Brachas. If I remember correctly, it's twenty eight B, right? But it's also in Shulchan Aruch, and it's also uh, it's a school to say it's. A, I I'll tell you what I do. I say it when I first study the first one. I start in the morning, and the last one when I leave my my office at night. I don't say it every time I say it. Early in the morning, when I start learning, late. But listen to the, what we, we say when we leave the shul, when we leave learning. Moda ani fanecha. I thank you, Hashem. Shesamta chalkim imeish beis hamedrash that you have put me amongst those who sit in the beis hamedrash, those who learn Torah. Velo isamti chalkim miyoshikranos, and you didn't put my portion with the person going to watch the game in the in the, in the pubs, right, watching the the World Series. Shanu mashkim, they mashkim. I wake up and they wake up. Anu mashkim l'devei tayra. I wake up for tayra, and they're walk. They're going to to watch Michael Michael LeBron, right, right, or worse, and get Bernie drink. LeBron, uh, right, Bernie, or they could be, or they could be sitting there, not joking, watching politics. You know, just getting drunk together. You know, or doing what the average American does on the average night. One of two things. Television or the internet, spending three to four hours steiging, steiging, you know, on uh, on Rosanna Lava Shalom, you know, <laughs> whatever other shows uh, shows they're steiging on the internet, seeing all the news, reading the blogs, looking at recipes with half naked people uh, popping up on the side, right? Steiging on uh, uh, looking at their emails and, and social media. I, I'm reading Abayi with Taisus and Rava, thinking about Hashem, thinking about Hashem's Taisus and Mitzvahs, learning what the words of Isaiah and Yirmiyah, coming to Shul and, and thinking about life, praying about God. Right? What am I? What that? And this person is going to the Kronos, going to the to the markets, going to the pubs. Anu uh, Mashkim, I wake up to the Torah, and they wake up to Dvar Metelim to wait with some Anu Amel. I work in life, and they work. Anu Amel, I work. I'm have ultimate reward. Right? I'm building an eternal home. They're going to get no, 
no eternal reward. Of course, there are many good Gentiles and many good Yidin who have secular lives. They're not, they're not about evil. They're not talking about evil people. Not necessarily not bad people. It can be very nice. By the way, Willow Glen, as some of the nicest people I've ever met, courteous, friendly, nice, decent people. Not, we're not talking about, uh, we're in a war zone of, you know, there's plenty of places that are vulgar and lowly. And, you know, I just, you know, was looking at, at certain neighborhoods in New York, you know, anti-Semites there, like real anti-Semites. They can go on the subway there, they can call you a Jew boy, or the, and then there's drugs going on. It's not like that over here. These people aren't bad people. They're, you know, the average person. But at the end of the day, you know, making your, your, your lawn look nice, some really nice lawns over here, Having, you know, making sure your house looks manicured and your cars are, you know, especially the Italian cars, they're nice, polished cars. And they don't, you know, they're always sh- shiny. The Polish ones. Oh, the Polish ones, why? The Polish ones. The Polish the po- that's why there's always a long line of classic cars. It's crazy. Any time of the day. Is it line there? There's a line of Do cars. Do any Jews right wash their car? Like, like before Pesach, we wash our car. <laughs> I, 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 we do it before Pesach. It's like, it's like, this is like, you know. You know but, you know, at the end of the day, it's all Olam Hazah. Really, really is all Olam Hazah. Very, 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 most of these people, even like the ones who go to these Catholic schools, the daughters are walking around half with skirts, which 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 fit, would fit my five year old girl, you know. I mean, like you know, like, like they're still magushim, you know, they're cheerleaders, blah blah blah. blah. Like they're still, you know. Unfortunately, it's, it's society also turns and affects these nice families because their kids are complete products of them. Um, it's all olam hazeh. It's completely olam hazeh. Yeah, some of them have some, but their whole lives really. If you look what they're echoing, what they're doing, that what they do, twenty three hours out of the twenty. Plus, out of the day, that's all all my job. Well, isn't that their purpose? What? Isn't that their purpose for this life? Not, I mean, in theory, in in theory, yeah, but we're not, we don't, that's not our purpose. So we're thanking God that we have a purpose which is eternal, right? right? That we we have a purpose which is, which is soccer forever. Um, I, uh, and we rush to run, run to Olam Haba, and if the person doesn't do they can actually, this is for Jews, by the way, can run to, to Be'er Shaka, so you're going to get punished, right? So a person who sits and learns, like you, everyone who's sitting here this morning, a Sunday morning, amazing. You're like, you're, we'll, we'll all be rewarded for eternity for this 25 minutes, half hour. Not just because we learn Torah, because hopefully it, effect, it affects us. But to love Hashem, to love, the more, you know, the more a child, the more they realize they have from a parent, and the more opportunities they have, the more love there, sh- there should be. Um, so, second, person who puts his portion in amongst those who sit, sit in the study halls, they learn Dafyaimi, they learn Gemara, they learn they learn every day. Right, they're, they're giving back. Right, you don't have to spend like Torah. You can. It's a lot of things. It's a, we have a lot of options today. Right, we live in a we live in a world where you can read, you can do, you can you can go, you know, you can do whatever you want. Uh, you can live like a guy, really. You know, you could you can take care of your lawn, polish your car. Work out all the time. You know, we should exercise. That's important, and our lawn should look nice. It's not. We should, you know, especially here be Hashem if it didn't be. But you know, but you can live like a couple. You have barbecues every Sunday. You know, you know, you go to the beach. You know, your wife puts on a little itsy bitsy clothes. Come back. 
You know, you, you, know, you, you live like a guy. It's not like, uh, you know, they're not, I guess you hear they're not bad people, you know. But, thus is thus. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah, this amazing opportunity, and, and you're sitting there squander it, squandering it. Uh, so if you have it, and you have, you have the, the intelligence to have, to have a good marriage. You know how hard, I was just listening to somebody the other day, you know how hard it is for people to get married in the secular world? To, to, to have a fair, to even have kids today. Like, even if someone wants to marry you, they don't want to have kids. Right? They don't have kids anymore. That's a crazy thing. It's like, we live in a world where marriage is built in. You know, my, my wife, by the time she's 23 years old, you know, most of her friends are married. And by the time she's 25, almost all of them had kids. That doesn't exist. And they're happily married. I'm not talking about like bad marriages. Happily married. You can't, we don't have that in the world around us. Right? Where, where, where you have things where kids learn to say please and thank you and two parents and they take care of them and there's warmth and love and your mother's not taking drugs or you know you know it's not, it's not it doesn't exist um, if somebody has that again there are dysfunctional homes in Judaism also there are people who are affected by society there are clinical issues sometimes I'm not saying everything always is but as a whole that's the world of, of Torah right uh, uh, Certain person recognizes the, the, the bad things of, of Isser, of Amidas Reis, and, and having bad Amidas. We can find goodness in the eyes of, of God and man. A person who has that cognizance, who has that knowledge, who has that experience, who has that reality, should be thanking Hashem. How lucky am I? I'm, I'm not blinded in this world. You know, it should actually get a person, uh, you know, to, to, to love Hashem. And, and, and the more a person gets, again, when we have a good paycheck, you know, you win the lottery. Amazing. Like I said, you know, I talked about, about, uh, about, about not complaining on Shabbos and life being amazing. Could you imagine if you won the lottery? Imagine you won the lottery. That doesn't have to be Powerball for $440 million. You win a, a measly $8 million in Mega Millions. $10 million. You win, right? Someone asks you how you're doing today. You want to say, I'm okay. $20 million! I'm okay. It would be amazing! You would be amazing! You'd be, you'd be, we would be walking around so happy! When $8 to $10 million! Amazing! You would for sure say amazing. Those are the words. I'm so happy, so excited. A person, we have eight to ten million dollars every day. A year to keep Torah is when it is eternity. Every day, you know, Torah has amazing things in their lives. Yeah, you know, amazing. A person is cognizant. You have to appreciate, be cognizant, be aware of what you have in this world. Then you'll feel amazing. <laughs> then you'll be amazing. You'll love Hashem. Wow, how lucky am I? You know, my my son is in yeshiva Eliyahu. Amazing. That's a big schus. Yeah, you're not you're not living in in Shiraz. I mean, in Iran. What? What? You're living in Shiraz, where your your lives are in danger. It's not a joke. Tomorrow they can bomb Iran. No. Not now. It's not. It's dangerous there. And could your son go to Nariyas on Shiraz? Could he wear a black hat outside in Shiraz? Maybe, but not. 
Uh, okay, you could? Really? Once. Yeah, I, I don't think they're walking around with tzitzis out and, and a hat and a gemara. I have a hard time believing that. Right? You know, it's amazing. You know, you, you, it's not just you have, you have the material things, but it's, it's, but if you would be able to trust, of course it's amazing. I mean, that's gavaldic. A person has to be, you know, you're, you're cognizant of that. Um, Whatever good we have, we're obligated to love Hashem. We always have good. If you can hear me today, if your ears are working, amazing. If you can see me, amazing. If you can hear the title, amazing. And if you can walk to your car, amazing. And so even no matter what a person has, they have chaz de Hashem But certainly if a person has, what they're hearing is not some rock singer, but they're hearing uh, Rabbi Elazar ben, ben Herkinus, and who did I not see? <laughs> and they're able to daven, and, and, and they're able to to, to mach a bracha to say a blessing. I mean, that's 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 a Allah Hashem more. The economy, all the fun of Yomer Katanti, which person say to himself, I'm so I'm Katanti b'chol kasadim. You may call Emes Yisrael as CCS Avadachem. All the good and the, and the truth and the truth that you've given your servant. But Ma Kadam Hashem Hashem Tavis, right? How could I uh, come back in, 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 in some way, in my own small fashion, uh, thank Hashem, and, and, and if I can use this in quotations, repay Him. Obviously, Hashem doesn't need anything that we have to offer, but it's for our sake to, to repay Him for all the good He gives us. This is where a Yid should think to himself, and should think, and I'll tell you the best time for this. Coming into davening, during davening, to think about this thing as you're coming, or, or by blessings, you know, if you say a brain of you had a meal, Birkas Hamazon. Birkas Hamazon is an amazing, it's only Brachas de Raisal, it's amazing Brachas. If you have something good, you say it to Perak of Tehillim right away, when you're still excited, say a Perak of Tehillim, you thank Hashem right away. When you learn Torah every day after you're done, you say Mayadani. Mm-hmm. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. You know, I just accomplished an hour of Torah. Baruch Hashem. I can, I can have the ability to do it. Achislav uh, Libo, uh, until you, your heart becomes impassioned with a shalhevis, with, with a flame of Ava Sabayr, with love of Hashem, your Creator. We'll talk more about this, says the Peleites. Be'erech simcha, we're an ahava, we're an aleph. When he gets to simcha, I just opened to Zayhar, Zion. But we're, we're, we're an aleph. When we get to simcha, we'll talk about more because if you love Hashem, if you love somebody, you'll be happy. Right? If, if you love somebody, if you, if you love somebody, uh, you'll be happy. So we'll discuss more. Then we're going to